Yes. There we go. I can't hear that song anymore without immediately thinking of Austin Powers. That <laughs> 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 was the second one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because that's when they introduced Mini, Mini Me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been itching to watch those again. I need to go back and I have the whole I bought the set like on Blu-ray for like eight bucks a while back. They keep popping up on Twitter for random reasons. Mm-hmm. Like just quotes or people saying, God, these were good movies. Yeah. Like they're pop culturally, they're obviously dated, but they're a good dated. Like it still works. Yeah. You know? They're still classics. I mean, they're movies set in the early 2000s about a guy from the 60s. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, oh, yeah, there's going to be some news tonight that is sort of relevant to that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, anyway. Uh, Let me pull up my notes here. Are you ready to go? Yeah, ready when you are. You can do it. Honestly, other than the massive flurry of rumors that have suddenly been coming out, it was a slow, like, two weeks. Uh, I ended up finding a, a few things actually. I, I had what I my common practice is now when I'm just scrolling the geek headlines throughout the week. I will just open up a hundred Google tabs on my phone, <laughs> and they'll just <laughs> stay there for the whole two weeks until uh, I finally start putting them all in like a, a Gmail draft just to organize all my notes and thoughts and shit. <laughs> so there's quite a bit. I mean, I try to get more relevant news and not like old shit but i mean it's we're covering we're doing these you know two weeks at a time now so yeah anyway anyway it is sunday night and this is a good old classic getting off topic podcast (laughs) sunday 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 Sunday. truckosaurus at springfield speedway be there uh this is tony this is todd and uh, I did hit record, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, you did. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start this party right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Todd, how the hell are you? What have you been doing for two weeks? I have been doing nothing and loving it, and I'm going to continue to do nothing, even more nothing than nothinger. <laughs> nothinger. <laughs> I am oh, on yeah. vac- vacation for two solid weeks. And I plan to do jack shit. Those are the best. I was literally just talking, Meg and I were just talking about, uh, I've been seeing a a meme or a quote that's been passed around. It's been passed around for ages, but it came up again recently was that, um, like how loneliness is addicting. Like once you like detach from the world and you don't have to constantly deal with people, it's kind of addicting and you love being, being just home alone by yourself. Yeah, right? that's my entire life. Maybe extroverted people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I can't, I'm going crazy at home. But yeah, it is alarming how much that Meg and I both enjoy just absolute nothing time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been, well, what, what, what are you doing? What have you been uh, playing, watching? What What's on the plate? What's on the I menu? have been watching a ton of random shit just 
my TV has been on more in the last two or three weeks than uh, I think it has been on in the past two or three years. So yeah. I finished watching the Walking uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. So I'm all caught up with that. Yeah. Um, eventually, probably when when the entire thing is done, I might catch up with the original show. But uh, yeah. that's on the back burner. Uh, I, I, w- I did get. Oh, sorry, not to cut you off. Go ahead. But, but that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but, <laughs> quick side note: uh, that's what I have been watching. I, I've actually caught up with the latest half of the season or whatever, and it is getting it, it, it i'm very intrigued by it now because what we've talked about before how they're coalescing all the storylines together so that's all i can say without spoiling anything but carry on uh let's see what else uh i started watching the walker uh, reboot t- tv show <laughs> it's it's a generic like procedural set in texas like they mm. didn't even have to call it walker and it there, there would be no, like, no differences. Like, mm. there is nothing that ties it to the original show. In fact, most disappointingly, I'm like ten episodes in, hasn't been a single roundhouse kick, not a single one. <laughs> Nary a one. <laughs> <laughs> Nary a roundhouse. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's kind of disappointing. But on the whole, the show is it's okay. It's a procedural. Like it's, it's a network procedural. There's nothing special about it, so it's good to to background watch. I would say. I know. Uh, I know. Over the years, you have gushed over Hawaii Five O. That was your jam. Is yeah. that is that your bar where you know where you put Walker is not quite there yet? Yes, exactly. So Hawaii Five O is that perfect blend of visuals. It's it's set in Hawaii. It's set in stunning locations so it's it's always great to look at and the people the actors and actresses on it are generally good looking people so like it's it's always good background tv so you always have something to glance over at um the procedurals like the day-to-day like individual crimes you get per episode they're fun and interesting and they're not too outlandish like Okay, they, they detonate a nuke once, so that is kind of outlandish. Uh, they detonate <laughs> a nuke. Has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> every, if we if if like actual history followed every like run of the mill police procedural show, there would have been so many nukes dropped on U.S. <laughs> soil by this time. <laughs> We'd be literally living in fallout at at this point. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then the overarching story, the the thread that connects uh, like things together, is is pretty engaging and good. Like, there's not, it's not too like, it's not too convoluted and so full of twists and turns and and stuff that it's mm-hmm. hard to keep track of, or it's not too like weak on that side that you lose interest in it. So. Yeah, the procedurals. You you you've got character arcs that maybe follow you for a season, or but you know that there's nothing. You you still have to, in a way, make things neat and tidy at the end of every hour. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They they end on enough. There's there's a little bit more interconnecting than your typical procedural. Um, there are definitely story arcs that that go over multiple seasons, but. If you miss one episode here or there, you don't miss you don't miss much. 
like it, it'll catch you up and it always it's got that typical um catch up scene at the at the beginning if there's any specific ties you need to call back to mm-hmm. kind of the same with uh 911 which we finally got you hooked on <laughs> yeah i finished that a couple months ago and i actually watched lone star the texas version of it which yeah we haven't even started it it's a good show it's not as good as the original okay right it, it it's it's got some pros and cons, but it, I I don't think it's as good as the original. Right. I've been inter- I've been seeing a lot of commercials for uh, Tacoma FD, which is a comedy procedural from the guys that did Super Troopers. So oh. like half the cast of Super Troopers is in that. So wow. I need to uh, start watching that. Interesting. But it's on some random network in like the upper cables that I don't know, like True TV, I think it's called. Uh, whoever dared to give them a budget. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And by the sounds of it, there's probably not much of a budget, but that's that's Super Troopers for you. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? Uh, I also, oh, I rewatched Band of Brothers for the first time in like 10 years. I think this is the 20 year anniversary. Um, so yeah. it's been all over like recommended feeds and stuff. Yeah. So you have that music in your head forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you get to play the, uh, the who's who game, the like, Oh, Hey, that random person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There were, I like when I first watched it, I didn't recognize any faces, like maybe one or two from like saving private Ryan or previous like genre films or something like that. But like watching it now, there are so many fucking faces in it that mm. you recognize from the last 20 years, like Simon Pegg, Michael Fassbender, um, obviously Ron Livingston. Um, yes, of course. I am in I am in that program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Captain and then uh, Colonel Winters. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember the actor's name. Hmm. The the main character. uh he played in Billions. Uh, you probably haven't seen that, but he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Fucking uh, Abraham, Abraham from The Walking Dead was in it. Oh, uh, shit. Michael Cudlitz. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Cudlitz. All right. Just. Um, uh, it wasn't. Uh, well, we had this conversation the other day. I forget if it's Band of Brothers or The Pacific with uh, Joseph Mazzello, the kid from jo- Jurassic Park. I think he was in the Pacific. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't remember him in the the Band of Brothers. But then again, he could have been in Band of Brothers. I wouldn't recognize what he looks like as an adult. So, hmm. but yeah, there's just a ton of fucking faces in uh, in Band of Brothers. Let me pull up the cast list. Oh yeah, it was the Pacific. He was in the Pacific. Fucking Oh, so the name was Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis is the guy that uh, played the main character. Tom Hardy was in it. In fact, I think this was Tom Hardy's first like credited role. Oh, shit. Jimmy Fallon had a cameo or a brief appearance in it. <laughs> there was uh, obviously David Schwimmer. We had Neil McDonough. Dum Dum Duggan. Dum Dum Duggan, but also from... Uh, Darko from uh, uh, Damien Dark. Damien, yeah, Damien Dark. A lot of D names for him. <laughs> yeah. Colin Hanks. Tom Hanks is uh, uh son. Is yeah. his brother. Yeah, his brother. I think. Colin Hanks. No, that's his son. That is his son. I yeah. thought his son was somebody else. So. 
He has a couple. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Colin Hanks is the older son. Uh, he was also the bad guy in one of the later seasons of Dexter, if I remember right. Yeah. He looks like he could play a convincing psychopath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's got Tom Hanks look without the jolly old fellow kind of look to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, there's a weird uh, uncanny valley. Like you're trying to pass off as um, one of America's like great sweethearts. But you're like the you're the great value brand. <laughs> <laughs> great value, Hanks. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not you're you're Mr. Pip, not uh, or you're Doctor Thunder, <laughs> not quite Doctor Pepper. <laughs> uh, the one time I enjoyed a Wahlberg performance, but <laughs> this uh, this is Donnie Wahlberg. I think this was his breakout role. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Scott Grimes, our uh, beloved pilot of the orville yes we had uh ross mccall ross mccall i recognize his face from ross (laughs) marquan no ross mccall oh i recognize him his face from like a dozen things but i just can't place it oh james mcavoy was in this fucking thing uh, James Matteo wow. is is a character actor from like the late '90s, uh, early uh, early 2000s. He was in this. Okay, we don't have to go through all 2,000 people that were in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying, this like this was this was this was like the start of a ton of fucking careers. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, we've uh, got a bit of news cover. We should probably get going, but sure. I- Although I did, uh, I do appreciate that lately you've been uh, sending me those screenshots, uh, the uh, playing like name that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the single frame challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, Todd has been uh, sending me usually while you're watching some random late night, like just a TV, just a, a movie on TV randomly. And the one you sent the other night was, I mean, the first one was super easy for any yeah. the 80s child was the, Dylan, you son of a bitch. That, that screen grab of like the, the two. Epic handshake. Yeah. The two meaty arms. Yeah. Just, just struggling at it. Um, that was of course predator, but the one that I was even impressed by myself a little bit was just some random uh, uh, screen grab of some chase scene with a uh, old fashioned yellow cab, like flying through the air, like catching a little bit of air. Mm-hmm. And immediately my brain just went die hard with a vengeance. <laughs> he said, yep. <laughs> but to be I fair tr- though, I kind of cheated because I knew it was in circulation because I had caught bits of it a few nights prior <laughs> mm. i, I kind of fell asleep to it the other night and reminded myself god damn this movie's so good <laughs> i wanted to get a, a shot that if you had seen it recently you would recognize it but something that wasn't too obvious like the the first the first one i i, I knew you were going to get that in a second oh i know because... every frame of the first die hard movie <laughs> yeah well no no i'm talking about the 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 epic handshake one i knew you were gonna get that in a second just because those two meaty arms for fuck's sake it's it's iconic yeah. but i wanted to get something from die hard that you wouldn't catch immediately but you would probably recognize because if i put sam sam jackson or if i put fucking yeah you would have got it instantly yeah. game over yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I was, I was kind of like, okay, well, my mind immediately was like, okay, this is clearly a chase scene. It looks a little older. So like nineties ish or even earlier than that, that style of cab. So, and then the first guess was Die Hard with Avengers because it was on my mind, but it could have very easily been a ton of movies similar, you know, chase scene in New York or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that is, Definitely the, uh, well, we already had that conversation about the Die Hard 1 and 3, the the pinnacles of that franchise. And then the franchise ended. Nothing yeah. happened after that. Nothing ever came from that. Yeah. Although, Live Free or Die Hard is not terrible. It yeah. has moments. It has moments. Justin Long is, is good. Uh, Oliphant is, as much as I enjoy Oliphant, his douchey bad guy is kind of lame i think but he did the best he could maggie yeah. q was fine in it too oh yeah she was right yeah anyway um uh, let's see what the hell have i been doing this week i well like you've been getting back to tv i have shockingly finally gotten back to gaming um i finally finished doom eternal all yeah it took me entirely way too damn long and immediately I dove into uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the third of the rebooted trilogy. So and how are you enjoying that film? <laughs> I am loving the crap out of it. I am loving the crap out of that motion picture. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's not for everybody. The stuff like that and Uncharted, you you walk 10 paces and then you get a cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Although for me, it's different because where other people might run through the game and they'll experience that, well, I barely did anything. And then boom, more story, more story, more story. With me, I dwell in these games because I love, you know, I, you drop me as Laura Croft in the middle of the jungle and immediately I'm looking for all of the collectibles and upgrades and all this stuff because there's a whole crafting system and weapon upgrades, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I get a lot more time out of it before I hit the next story beat. And some, it, honestly, I spend way too much time, uh, like, you know, hours at a time scouring the land and doing all the challenge tombs, whatever. And then I finally get back to the story and I was like, wait, what the hell was happening again? <laughs> Who are we <laughs> after? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I, yeah, I've been doing that. I was, ah, oh, my, uh, my friend, Josh, just texted me earlier tonight just a couple hours ago and all he sent was the opening title screen menu screen for metroid dread <laughs> he's like you got it yet I'm like god damn it <laughs> no i'm so jealous um i mean he's, he's playing it on the the original switch but the uh yeah big news this past week on the well just two days ago actually on the 8th was when the OLED, the new version, the model of the Nintendo Switch, um, was officially released. But that doesn't mean shit unless you pre-ordered, <laughs> mm-hmm. because it is gone everywhere. And Meg actually uh, went that morning of, and like she was in the middle of making breakfast, and I reminded her, "Oh yeah, Switch came out this morning. Like I'm set up for like restock alerts, but it looks like it." Too- and after talking, she's just like. I'm gonna go run and see if I can find one. <laughs> and so she went to multiple GameStops. <laughs> she went to uh, Target, and the Target person actually said, 
she just missed them because they had some for the first 30 minutes and then they were gone. Yeah. Um, but most of the GameStops didn't even bother to order extras. I guess it was just, there was one in, I called one in, while she was driving around, I was calling ahead to all these places. And uh, the one in Fullerton said they actually did have extras, but they were all gone. Um, but most of them, uh, the couple that Meg went to said they didn't even get any extras. It was just for the pre-orders and that was it. They didn't even bother to get any so the, stock. So the best way to the best way to pick up a, a new switch right now would be to find like your two or three closest targets, find out what their restock delivery days are. Um, targets usually have like two or three trucks that come a week um, for their restock days, find out what their restock days are and go on like literally that morning. That's, that's the only way you're going to get one between now and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, but yeah, so uh, my friend Josh sent that. He's uh, just started playing it tonight, but he's loving it so far. Um, he was on the hunt for the OLED one too, but he just, uh, well, he already had the, the original model. Um, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing Tomb Raider. Uh, after that, I'm probably going to finally get around to Cyberpunk, maybe. I've heard they've uh, up, they've updated quite a bit fixed a lot of shit and uh, i actually saw an article the other day just like an editorial on some random website where uh, a guy was um talking about how like if you if you have a beefy enough system to handle it like my brand new laptop for example he's like it's kind of life-changing like it changes the whole game because he the the guy who wrote this article was saying originally he was um he tried playing it on uh an his older computer that just couldn't handle the, uh, what is it? The ray tracing, I think is the the big thing that everybody's like gawking over yeah. because it's like the crazy hyper-realistic, like the neon lights everywhere are reflected in like real-time puddles in the water on the street corners and shit. Like it's, it's insane how good the graphics are. If you have it cranked up to like the, ultra settings ultra high settings yeah yep so um that alone i was kind of like man i'm I'm really interested in playing that now but but i'll get to the movie first if you do eventually get to that one and by the time i think you get to that one there'll probably be at least another three or four patches maybe even the first dlc will come out by then Mm -hmm. that one you will sink a decade into because there are so many like random collectibles and side missions and shit like every a, a lot of the the you, you never played any of the gta games right uh just like very little i think i played a little bit of like i mostly watched it at friends houses and then occasionally like i would take over like we kind of like together played them like i came over to my friend's house and i just like played for a little while but i never I've never done a start to finish GTA now. Okay. So it, it kind of follows a similar beat to GTA where you you're driving around, you're in between story missions and then random shit will pop up here and there. And the random shit that you can do here and there, like crime missions and, and, and gang stuff and all this kind of things, they're randomly generated. So it's an infinite number of those little missions 
as you're driving around. You can you can completely ignore them if you want to, but if you're like me and you get easily sidetracked, you'll be in between like two main story missions and you'll do 15 of these little side like crime missions or gang fights or whatever is going on there and and in a 4-hour PlayStation session you might get one story mission done. Isn't that what they did for Skyrim as well? Um, kind of, but the the random encounters are fewer than than is in uh, Cyberpunk. Like, you get like random dragon encounters and random uh, like vampires or s- certain beasts every now and again, but they're mm. like specifically triggered at time intervals, so oh, like okay. you don't you don't always get them. Okay, I just remember that was nuts. I would by the end of like after a while in Skyrim, I was just like running full speed ahead to my next like mission points. Like it was like, there was always some, like if you're anywhere near a town, uh, like, Oh, my grandma's on fire, please come help. Like every little, like by the time, by the end, I was like kicking orphans out of the way just to get away and to the next story point, because I couldn't handle any more, like go to this thing, go to that thing. And then uh, most of the time you'd go, you know, wander into some cave and there was jack shit there anyway. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, God. it was like, you remember the, the, towards the end of, uh, what, Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, where he's like trying not to run into anybody in his office. So he's just running down the hallway with his, his hands in his, his fingers in his ears. Yeah, that was me running through Skyrim. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, maybe I'll have to tackle some of my smaller, story games before i dive into cyberpunk <laughs> yeah that's, that's definitely a big one and it, and it could still in my opinion it still needs a little bit of uh time for them to to fix some of the things yeah there's there's still a few minor issues here and there but other than that it's it's i think it's a good game it was a disaster at launch it's been improved it's still not the end all be all game that it was supposed to be yeah but it's and definitely it was, a good entrance into the uh cyberpunk genre hopefully more will follow yeah and that's the same thing that happened with um uh arkham knight yeah i i grabbed it i bought it pretty shortly after the release but it was oh no wait that was the one where they actually stopped sal- selling it for a while similar mm-hmm. to cyberpunk because yeah. it was a mess and then i grabbed it later down the road on a sale i think that holiday season and then i still didn't even play it for a while like maybe another six months or something so by the time i got around to it it was pretty solid there was maybe a bug or two i ran into but for the most part it was smooth sailing but anyway um yeah good gaming lately um meg and i've also been watching um this is completely random, but for, you know, geek related. Um, have you ever watched any of like the, there's a bunch of documentaries and crap on Disney plus. Yeah. I started randomly watching a few just because between Marvel and Disney and star Wars shows, like why am I paying for Disney plus? Yeah, there <laughs> is a lot on there. Um, so we fell down the rabbit hole in this one uh, behind the attraction, which is all about all the Disneyland rides. Nice. So it's all the behind the scenes story, like the backstories of how they came to be from like the original idea to building it and all the stuff. And you even get to see uh, the different versions that have been built in the different Disney parks around 
uh, around the globe. So like there's one I didn't even know about little spoiler. Well, it's not really a spoiler. It's only um, <laughs> the, we, the last one we watched was the space mountain episode. And so that I didn't even know, but the, the first version of that, they were starting to come up with the idea in California, but then the Florida park opened up and then it ended up coming to Florida first and then to California and then to like the Euro Disney's and other ones and stuff, but they're, different like the euro disney one is like some crazy jules verne sort of vibe hmm. um because in france they're like well they they wanted to appeal more to like the european audiences with like this kind of retro steampunky as opposed to like all american future rockets and shit <laughs> and uh and then the the most interesting one one that i would like to go to someday is in is it the the Tokyo? No, it was um, the Shanghai one because they scrapped the idea for Space Mountain there. Instead, they made it a similar ride, like a high high speed roller coaster thing, but it's all Tron themed. So it, you're on the light cycles, and th- this was right around when the second Tron movie came, when Tron Legacy was coming out. So they created the new version of light cycles. Those are the like the pods that you're in and you're actually sitting on it like a motorcycle and you're just going like face first down this crazy high-speed roller coaster track which sounds a little scary but it looks super rad and i want to go there someday nice <laughs> yeah well they're building it in then, florida so. oh that's right they announced that now they're building that in florida as well so we'll have it at walt disney world um makes sense since tron 3 is still a go Supposedly still a go with Jared fucking Leto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, I definitely recommend that if you like to geek out about behind the scenes shit like that, if you're a Disney fan. Uh, Meg and I, of course, absolutely loved the, uh, the, I think the first episode we watched was the Haunted Mansion episode. Um, that's another cool one. They have a bunch of different versions in every park. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Um and like the old people we are, we are still watching Jeopardy <laughs> ever since the, I mean, the whole thing started because LeVar Burton was one of the guest hosts and now it's Mayim Bialik is just filling in to, you know, when, if they ever decide on a new guy, but that same dude, this like college grad, uh, Matt Amodio, he's been the champion now. He's now the number two champion of all time. He's in like 30 something days, like 34 days or something like that. He's like over 1.5 million. It's freaking nuts. Damn. Meg and I are like almost like half hate watching it the whole time. Cause we're like, <laughs> we're, we're like the trivia aspect of it. No. It's, yeah. I love it's it. It's really cool information that I didn't know. No. Yeah. I just find it hilarious how you're like, so pitted against him. You're like, Ugh, like you want well, to see him. Burn. I, I want him to win for sure. But at the same time, I feel bad for all these other people that have spent months waiting in line to do jeopardy. And they're pitted against this, like unshakable beast of a, of yeah. a, guy you know yeah when the show when the show starts and they're like the announcer guys introducing each uh new contestant we're like oh let's see who uh who are the lambs to the slaughter today (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you two are turning into the the old couple from uh arachnophobia sitting down to watch the wheel (laughs) 
watching our stories. Well, that's the hilarious <laughs> part. Uh, Meg and I were cracking up. I, I was saying like, I had this revelation where this is, I guess this is what your mid thirties is, at least to us. It's this weird time warp period where you're in this limbo of like, I'm all down for like a young person, like staying up all night playing PlayStation. Uh, but I also record Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a weird blend of the young and old. Uh-huh. Anyway. I still won't watch Wheel of Fortune though. Nah, yeah, we're not into the wheel. Well, the Pat- host is a douchebag. Yeah, like, Pat- he always says like really snarky assholey things to the contestants. Yeah, Sajak is kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Kiss my ass, Sajak. Um there was a uh, oh another one I saw my friend Rachel uh, shared on Instagram stories reminded me that that uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion special is now on Disney Plus mm-hmm. <laughs> so I definitely have to watch that because I mean come on Muppets <laughs> um, oh this was not <laughs> this isn't exactly news but I just found it hilarious I saw this so since the announcing the, of the casting news for the Super Mario movie came out. Uh, the internet had a field day with the everything about movie. it. Everything about it, yeah. And probably especially Charlie Day being cast as Luigi. There is a lot of people having fun with that, but probably my favorite thing to come out of it, some dude on YouTube posted a clip where I guess there's, like, is there's uh, some like Nintendo filmmaker app or game or tool or something where you can just like create your own little mini movies so he posted this video of it's the sound clip is charlie day doing the whole pepe sylvia bit on it's always sunny (laughs) but the video is uh like very well animated mario and luigi so it's actually him as luigi flipping the fuck out in front of like a a bulletin board (laughs) it's like perfect it's spot on at some point he has like he's sitting there like ranting and going crazy and you hear charlie day and it cuts to mario and it cuts back to luigi and all of a sudden he has like a half smoked cigarette in his hand but it's still luigi it's (laughs) it's hilarious i'll just send it to you anyway Anyway, about that shit. There's a uh, actual news that came out this week. <laughs> what? Last two, actual last two weeks, yes. Um, well, some more events that happened this past week. Um, Joe Bob, her beloved last drive-in, they had a Halloween hoedown special, <laughs> and I, it just aired this Friday. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it should be streaming now, available on Shutter. Um, I thought they were going to show Halloween movies because they actually had. Uh, the two special guests they had on um, are behind the new Halloween franchise continuation or like soft reboot, whatever with, uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, David Gordon Green, the director of the new movies and Jason Bloom from, or Blum, as you pronounce it, Blum, because Blumhouse, uh, founder of Blumhouse. Um, but yeah, so they were on to just chat about horror movies and stuff. Uh, they ended up showing two random other like slasher movies that were kind of about like crazy serial killers, but, but that looked fun. Um, Elvira has been in the news lately. I think we talked last time because um, she had her, this is like her 40th anniversary of being Elvira, <laughs> like being the character Elvira. 
Um, so she had both, she had a special on shutter as well as Netflix. I guess they're doing all through October. They're doing, um, like they had some goofy video. Actually, I think you said to Timmy, this like Dr. Elvira prescribes you to watch these horror movies, but it's really just Netflix promoting their Netflix original, like scary movies or Halloween movies. Um, but it looks fun. I think she's doing more of her like commentary shtick with it and stuff. Anything with Elvira in it. Yeah. But yeah. And uh, for the collectible fans, uh, NECA has been on a roll. I mean, NECA is always on a roll um, to have us spend all our money, but they are releasing a 40th anniversary Elvira figure. Uh, so that is actually pretty rad. <laughs> uh, I'll send you the link to it. But she's got, I mean, typical NECA fashion. They've got, like, it's fully posable. She's got a couple different, like, um, head designs. So it's just a standard one. And uh, one where she's doing, like, a little uh, little snarky wink at the camera. And, um, but, yeah, it looks fun. Solid figure. Mm-hmm. And there was also uh, <clears throat> one I thought you might be interested in, Todd. Because I know you're a, a fan of the classic Disney cartoons, like I am. <laughs> um, there, I guess NECA is releasing gargoyles figures. Ooh. So the first one they had up was uh, Demona, the crazy evil. Well, she wasn't really evil. I think she was kind of like a, she was like the wild card sort of the, of the series. Like sometimes she was a bad guy and sometimes she was on their side. Wasn't that uh, Marina Sertz? voice yeah yeah marina sirtis yeah she was like goliath's kind of like past love interest or kind of like that because they were like on opposing sides of they were always like opposing sides of their war or whatever but yeah god damn that's such a good show <laughs> with half star trek next gen cast as voices totally just the <laughs> cast of star trek just having fun yeah but speaking of some throwback shows this is the, some of the big news I wanted to get around to. I was surprised to see this. That 70s show. Mm-hmm. Now, you remember, even when it was still on the air in the later seasons, they tried to branch off with a spinoff. That, that 80s. 80s show. Yeah. But wasn't that with a completely new cast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a completely different cast. It had nothing to do with that 70s show. Totally it was just unrelated. like, let's just have a spinoff and do wacky stuff with a whole new set of characters in the 80s. In the 80s. And it tanked hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I watched only the pilot episode and that was enough for me. I was like, nope. And but Didn't it officially got canceled for like in the middle of the first season. Yeah, they actually aired 13 episodes. So they did a, a, a half season. I don't even know if that was the intent. I don't know if it's supposed to be a full season run or not. But, but anyway. I liked the Tuesday character because she had that punk spike hair thing going on. So it was Meg from the nine, er, from the early 2000s. <laughs> wow, yeah. You actually remember a character from that show? <laughs> Obviously, I just said how much I liked her. So no, I'm just shocked that anybody remembers anything other than that 80s show did exist. <laughs> anyway, out of the blue, that 90s show is officially a go. Now this, so I saw the headline. I'm like, ugh, really? But then immediately, Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp, mm-hmm. a.k.a. 
Red and Kitty are back. So that immediately perks my interest. Okay, so this is a direct continuation of that 70s show. Yes. Uh, the Oh, Meg just showed me a picture of uh, the girl she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, she does look red. Right. Okay. Cool. Like that's cool. June Tuesday. Yeah. That's her name. She yeah. had the, the giant, the giant nineties mohawk. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so this is a set a continuation. The, the description reads set in Wisconsin in 95. That nineties show follows Leia Foreman. Of course, Leia mm-hmm. daughter of Eric and Donna who is visiting her grandparents for the summer and bonds with a new generation of Point Place kids under the watchful eye of Kitty and the stern glare of Red. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll never dies. It just changes clothes. <laughs> uh, there are... Sorry, real quick. Oh. Sorry. Going back to that 80s show, uh-huh. fucking Glenn Howerton was in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. Wow. That's hilarious. Oh man! Oh my god! Oh shit! And Kyler Lee! Wow! Oh shit! Kyler Lee was June Tuesday. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Supergirl's sister was June Tuesday. The punk chick that Meg loves. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! This feels like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> wow. Okay. So the more you know. Yeah. So. That 90s show also, on top of the returning to some of the best cast members, <laughs> um, there are no deals. Officially, they're saying there's no deals in place with the other um, original cast members for the new series. But, of course, they're expecting if this does take off, you'll probably get cameos. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Okay. probably most likely Topher Grace, Laura Prepon, and maybe even Ashton Kutcher. We'll see. Um Definitely. Well, if Aston Kutcher does it, Mila Kunis will probably do it too. Yeah, for sure. It'd be so Definitely awkward. No Mastersons. <laughs> yeah, no. That'd be funny <laughs> if, like, if Mila Kunis, Kunis was all in and, uh, and Ashton Kutcher was just like, no, fuck that. No. And so then they'd have to, like, carve a story around why he's not there. <laughs> you know, to be honest, though, I think that would be really cool if both of them came back to the show because they're together now in real life. Yeah. So I feel like the dynamic would be so much better watching them, yeah. knowing that they're for realsies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. I can definitely see them doing that. Um, and this is also being uh, produced by the original creators as well. So it's not like some random people who are like, oh, we want to cash in on that. It's the actual original um, creators of that 70s show are coming back for this one so i'm hopeful but then again like the boy meets world th- uh, they were the original creators fuller house was the original creators and that is true yeah Although a lot of people seem to really love the shit out of fuller house i think we watched the first season of it and it was I watched like, the first season was okay. The I started to watch the second season and I was like, nah, I, I can't do anymore. I watched like the a like handful of episodes from the first season, and it was just they were leaning way too hard, and it just got to be too much for me. Yeah. And I don't even think I finished the season. I think maybe you did, Tone. I think I did, yeah. I couldn't stand all of the fourth wall breaking. Like all of it was just like a big gimmick like every yeah. single line was like look to the camera like uh you see what we did like ah uh, that 
bothered. Like they could, if they just did it straight, then and you know, then it would have been fine. So hopefully, we'll see with. Yeah, they were that just playing too hard into the like throwbacks and shit. And the wink and the of, nod. Yeah. yeah, all the winking and nodding. Like, where's Michelle? Well, Michelle <laughs> is doing fashion stuff in LA or New York, and it's just yeah. like Look I get at it. the camera. Yeah. yeah. Anyway um in some very fun sounding spinoff news i saw the headline first and i was like another one like Ugh, i don't know but then the description the boys is getting a spinoff series we already knew that didn't we uh i don't think we covered this last time i, I think, think it's, just- i think it was rumored it's been rumored for a while but i don't think we've actually heard anything about it until now yeah, so now they're actually, they confirmed it and they released a description. It was described as a young adult spinoff to which I go, what? Because The Boys is hard R rated material. Um, but it, it's not like, it's not catering to young adults, it's about young adults. So it's set to, they're portraying younger superheroes um at america's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes which is run by the vought corporation <laughs> or vought international so uh and they're described the untitled spinoff is described as an irreverent r-rated series that explores the lives of lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical sexual and moral boundaries to the test competing for the best contracts in the best cities it's part college show part hunger games with all the heart satire and raunch of the boys so in other words it's a reason for 20 something actors to get naked yeah pretty much yeah and pretty much try to kill each other yeah yeah always down for more of the boys again we still don't have a official release date for season three but i'm assuming it's probably early next year yeah i think sooner rather than later i think it might even premiere by the end of this year yeah maybe that'd be a nice surprise although we already have a gluttonous stuff coming in the next few months <laughs> um mm-hmm. here's another one completely a lot of you know unexpected news this week or in the past two weeks babylon five is being which i still have not watched it's been on my list forever like oh as a as a proper sci-fi nerd i have to get around to this someday it's it's in that category um but it is now being rebooted and not just by anyone but from the original series creator j michael straczynski so he's just deciding to retool his own shit now it's a sci-fi like universe show so why reboot it why not just do like star trek and just pick it up with a new crew or a new station somewhere else why why do we have to uh reboot yeah i saw a a brief interview with him somewhere i think i saved it but he kind of it was a really muddy answer about something about like he can't uh fish in the same pond twice basically that's exactly what he's doing though by rebooting it yeah he's just like wanting to go in a different direction with it and retell like different stories in the same universe but again he could have just continued the same universe i don't know but i don't know maybe maybe to update it for more current audiences but again yeah like you said you could just do the same thing with 
just like a Star Trek style thing, like Star Trek Discovery or or the thousand other Star Trek shows that are happening now. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. So officially Which, it is a reboot, not a continuation. But even then, I remember Babylon 5 kept on going for quite some time. Like even after the show ended, they did a lot of like one-off specials, like little one-off films, at least like four or five of them after the fact. I remember seeing like sci-fi channel stuff like that. I, I don't I don't think I ever watched more than like a few minutes of it, but I know my brother was huge into that. And I do remember that on sci-fi a yeah. lot. Speaking uh, of uh, Star Trek, uh, if you haven't caught up with it, Lower Decks is uh, the season finale is next week. And it's this season, I think, is be- better than last season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, waiting till it's all out so I can binge it all quick <laughs> um but i did see the uh, uh latest trailer a day or so ago for discovery season four did you catch that yeah, that one's got the internet up in arms right now yeah the, uh, a... ferengi are getting the klingon treatment well so it i saw yeah there's a very quick flash of uh which is clearly a ferengi uh with a new design but it's actually an old design. I, I saw an article where they uh, cleared it up. I guess this is actually going back to the original concept designs for the Ferengi, for the, all the way back to uh, concept art from 87, gearing yeah. up for next gen. So it's, I mean, they're roughly the same. They just look a little more, a bit more like bat-like because they've got the points at the end of their big-ass ears. But I didn't mind because, it. Eh, it's, it's just more stylized mm-hmm. because next gen didn't have the budget to... Uh like do more in-depth uh, costume at that time during the first season. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's not as offensive to me as the Klingon redesign was. Yeah. This is like, this is not, this is like touch-ups and highlights. It's not the whole Klingon. Uh, I got run over my fucking face with a, <laughs> a Mack truck. Like that's, the I I don't understand the Klingon face, the the modern Klingon face, but that is yeah. This is nowhere near a a similar revamp like that. Yeah, yeah. but other than that, um, it looked good. Uh, like the uniforms, the uniforms looked crisp and clean. Yeah, and also I guess the uh, there was a reveal the new president of the Federation in this far far future we're in now is actually it's a it's a good uh, little easter egg for ds9 fans because this is this person is a mix of human ancestry cardassian and bajoran mm-hmm. who were forever at war so kind of cool yeah. yeah it looks it looks exciting it's i mean it's very vague what they're there's like some sort of space anomaly and that's about all they really say what's happening but all you know is that the whole gang's back. There's more Captain Burnham now. Uh, Saru back in action, which was um, was kind of a cliffhanger at the end of the last season because he ended up taking a leave to just go back to his, spend some his time in his home world. Yeah. Um, Mortig, which I can't remember her character's name off the top of my head, but who cares? It's Mortig, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, looks fun. I'll definitely have to... <sighs> I, I have no interest in Paramount Plus beyond these Star Trek shows, so I'm just waiting for these new seasons to come out, and then I can binge them and then cancel my subscription again. <laughs> there's there's yeah. 
there's a few good shows on there and every once in a while they'll pop up with some some good like vintage movies from 80s 90s and earlier yeah 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 i mean as if i need more to watch <laughs> <laughs> but Speaking i mean if which... you're if you're looking for like random stuff to watch because you're tired of whatever you're currently watching that's yeah. how that's basically how i use paramount plus right now yeah. well then you just turn on the tv to uh late night to die hard with a vengeance that's all you need yeah. <laughs> uh speaking of more shit we gotta watch the book of boba fett got a premiere date and a poster uh in the last two weeks so the book of boba fett will officially premiere on disney plus december 29th nice conveniently when uh the finale of uh hawkeye should be premiering or airing oh cool there you go yeah i saw some articles floating around about some like leaked storyboards or some leaked sequence from the book of boba fett and they're everybody got excited because he's gonna fight a rancor or something like that yeah apparently like the intensity like of the combat and stuff gets ramped up in book of boba fett from anything we've seen in mandalorian so far yeah yeah that's what i kept hearing which good news yeah also in the star wars world they uh announced um some new novels coming out expanding the expanding the lore in um the post return of the jedi era so there's a there's a couple books coming out there's a couple young adult ones but i think the big announcement was uh shadow of the sith which comes from author adam christopher i don't know what else he's done but takes place after Return of the Jedi, and it's essentially serving as a Force Awakens prequel because it uh, follows Luke and Lando on a mission to uh, they're searching for Exegol. So, uh, yeah. so that'd be interesting. There's a, a young adult one, uh, Star Wars Padawan. Uh, it's gonna uh, be about Obi Wan in his early days as a student under Qui Gon. Nice. Could be cool more of the uh high republic stuff has just come out uh a novel just came out this week and then we got another one due in two weeks i think okay so they're uh (laughs) they're going heavy into the expanded universe right now since we haven't had a like main we haven't had a star wars film in general since what four years ago five years ago now already yep Hey, remember when Disney said they were going to have one every year? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'd rather them not do any more movies if they're going to sh- be shit movies. Uh-huh. That's precisely why they stopped. And have mm-hmm. them just do good TV shows like they've been doing. Yeah. Well, they just need to give Filoni complete, con- con- or complete creative control over both film and television if they do that i think that will write the ship yeah for sure they just need consistency is all yeah just just give filoni the fihe treatment down for that um got a little bit of comics news uh todd were you ever interested in saga brian k vaughn no that was not one of the ones that i was 
reading. I like okay. Yeah. So this is one I only read the first trade. I loved it. And then just, you know, got distracted by a million other, you know, pieces of media. Um, but all my friends that continued on with the series were like, Oh my God, you need to read this. It's amazing. It's uh, Brian K Vaughn who also did why the last man, um, which by the way, that FX series is been getting great reviews, which is awesome. Um, you have you not watched any of it yet? No, no. Megan and I were like, oh, do we want it? But we're we're watching so many other things right now. We're like, let's wait till the season's over and then we'll binge it. Um, so I do that. So that I'd get the latest season of what we do in the shadows. Um, all the FX stuff, I guess, is on hold right now. <laughs> but um, but uh, Brian K. Vaughn also did. Whoa. I think I was feeling like a subtle earthquake. My water looks still, so you're just going crazy. Okay, I'm going crazy. Whatever. Anyway. I, I, I get that every now and again, just the random... Was that an earthquake? No. Nope, I do that, I get that all the time, and yeah. then I look for some sort of liquid around me and then realize it's not moving. You look for the T-Rex uh, ripples in the water. <laughs> okay, so Brian K. Vaughn, his other big, huge one after uh, Why the Last Man is Saga. Now, um, well, he, writer Brian K. Vaughn, together with artist Fiona Staples, and they did 54 issues, which they declared was the middle point of the entire series. And then that was published in July of 2018. And then they announced they were going on hiatus. They were just going to take a quick maybe six months, maybe one year even just to take a breather and, uh, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> and before they carried on with the, the second half of the whole story. So only this past week did they finally announce they are coming back. <laughs> so hiatus since July, 2018. Um, now it's, uh, they announced, uh, issue number 55 will be coming in January next year. But it's, uh, I again, honestly, I only read that first uh, trade and it's been so many years. Like the, the comic started in 2012, um, but it's very space opera-y, very wild adventure. It starts off with these two different species of like hybrid human alien. Um, they get together, uh, get married and end up having a daughter or having a little baby by i think by the end of that first trade um or even first issue i forget um and it goes on from there i believe it i believe it eventually becomes the daughter's story because i see her on all the later covers um but it's just this insane world there's uh there's tv there's other uh people aliens or beings of some sort where they have like crt monitor heads and they're constantly fucking everywhere and it's it's like crazy like blood sex and violence giant like give no fucks space opery stuff okay i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's crazy it's a little crazy crazy was that the right word to crazy a little crazy i think it was yeah but uh no hey, cyberpunky in there not that i recall i don't know never mind anyway it's a very beloved comic series. They're finally coming out with the second half of it. So for Brian K. Vaughn fans, for comic fans, this is a, a huge win. So I finally have to go and revisit that. <laughs> Maybe by the time I catch up, the series will be done. 
Um, in other big news, uh, let's get back to TV because Marvel has been doing some shit. Mm-hmm. We have got to talk about that what if finale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was telling you right before we started recording, Todd, um, my friend Becky, my writer friend Becky, she uh, was texting with her earlier and she was telling me she hadn't really gotten into what if. Like, she watched that first episode because Captain Carter, and then she was kind of like, ah, that's really gimmicky. Like, just swapping out two characters you know uh, they're essentially you know, retelling the same story blah blah yeah, blah that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff yeah yeah so i told her like no 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 you need to keep watching <laughs> because as we know now once you get to party thor <laughs> shit gets crazy <laughs> that's when uh marvel starts to reveal their hand and uh we get the mega villainous uh ultron basically gets his due whereas mm-hmm. which uh in later interviews with the creators of the series they're very happy to do that because like ultron if you're a longtime comics fan you know like how how heavy shit gets with ultron how how devastating he can be uh whereas in the movie verse we only had time for one little story with him you know age of ultron which was one quick movie um and thanos became you know the big overarching bad for the whole thing well in the what if universe we get the alternate version at least for a good uh what three or four episodes three or four final episodes yeah for uh ultron so so it starts off at the end of uh we get the hint of it at the end of the party thor episode where he just busts in like what the hell and the watcher shows up yeah yeah, and for the first time, the watcher is like, "What? What is happening? What? I don't know. What, I don't understand." And then, in you know, the continue the the next episodes, we see that there's a universe where Ultron actually succeeded and in implanting himself in the Vision body that he was creating, and at that point, he ends up wiping writing- out all life in his universe. In his universe, yeah. And especially when Thanos comes along <laughs> and he <laughs> apparently some people were split on this. Some people hated the moment. I loved it. The fact that Thanos warps in with the gauntlet and all the stones Except ready to for the, the mind stone. Yeah, ready to do some shit. And uh ultra powered vision slash ultron takes one look at him. And within a heartbeat, like he said, I think he says like, hmm, interesting or something. And he just bzz, just slices him the fucking half <laughs> like a I, demented old Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked it. it. It showed the fact that like some sometimes like you can you can have a fight where the other person just wasn't expecting what you were about to do. <laughs> Yeah, like I Thanos love- wasn't expecting anybody to have like equal power to him, and just mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, I don't care. I'm just gonna warp in right in front of this guy. Yeah, it's fantastic. So then, with already super powered Ultron with the Infinity Stones, he ascends to like god level powers to the point where he actually, um, he actually can sense the watcher yeah, he can perceive the watcher yeah the only time that's happened before is with 
Doctor Strange when he consumed all of those Lovecraftian horrors and gained all of their powers. He was the only other guy that the 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 dark side strange <laughs> that we that we knew from previous episodes he was the only other one who detected the the watcher and tried to get him to help him desperately <clears throat> um super powered ultron sees him goes who the hell are you and like breaks into his little multiverse uh bunker <laughs> and big crazy cosmic fight ensues with them and now Ultron realizes, oh, I have this, I've already conquered this entire universe. Now there's other universes out. There's a there's infinite universes to conquer. To which the wasp, the watcher desperately calls upon the the his own Avengers team, or he calls them the Guardians of the Multiverse, with bringing back, and that's where everything comes together. So Captain Carter, um, even the uh um freaking killmonger <laughs> evil strange he, he lists everybody's help and uh oh and the that's what i'm missing the middle part of this where we see the the first world that he destroys with natasha uh, and hawkeye natasha, natasha and, and clint yeah as like the lone survivors and desperately trying to find a fix trying to, trying to find a way to stop him end up teaming up with computerized Armenzola <laughs> to act as a virus and that whole I love that whole episode just that kind of like downtime with just the two of them and getting to spend more time with Natasha and Clint and it felt like by the end of this entire season it felt a little more like they were doing more justice for Natasha because you know having killed her off in Infinity War um or Endgame, sorry. Um, really great performance by Lake Bell, by the way. That's one of one of the few cast members who, the original cast members who did not return. Of course, that's not Scarlett Johansson, that's Lake Bell, but doing a really good, um, uh, her own version of Black Widow. Um, and that was, that was Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah, that was Jeremy Renner. Yeah. But yeah. And he yeah, he did well portraying the I'm done, just mm-hmm. there is no hope. What are we even fighting for? Like guy. Yeah. But yeah, that was a crap load of fun. Um freaking party Thor use his using his <laughs> war cry of Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh strange dropping all of the zombies onto Ultron. Fantastic. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I wish we would have got a little bit more of the, the Wanda versus uh, Ultron fight. That would yeah. have been nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he says it's not the zombies. It's what came with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else? What else? Oh, um, the story behind... So. Along with this this uh, this new team, we get a kind of a spacefaring version of Tony Stark, who is like super best friends with Gamora, um, who is in Thanos armor, <laughs> um, but, and using his big giant sword, yeah. double sword. So everybody saw that and went, "Well, that's an interesting universe. What happened there?" And apparently they were going to have their own episode 
but a COVID outbreak happened during production at one of the animation studios, which caused a massive delay. And so they had to cut that episode. Um, yeah. So you get a nice glimpse of them. Like, wow, that's interesting. And it still works because it's like, oh, okay. There's just more universes out there. We haven't gotten around to um, kind of like perks your interest even more for what's to come. But the, uh, the showrunners did say we, they are going to come back to that episode. They are going to put it in season two. So that'll be nice. Um, they also said they're, we're definitely going to get more Captain Carter. Um, well, in game, or the the mid credit scene, like that's obvious. What's what they're going for next? Yeah, yeah, you get uh, the return of. By the way, spoilers for anybody. Obviously, we're talking about <laughs> the finale. What if? Um, but we've had yeah. tons of spoilers already. So, but yeah, you get that uh, very touching moment where. Uh, where they have unearthed the um, the Hydra Stomper armor and uh, and revealed that Steve is inside it. Um, so uh, the producer said, definitely more Captain Carter in season two. Uh, there is going to be some more building on the characters from the current Disney Plus shows and stories. Um, not as much as they wanted to, though, because they were in development right around the same time as some of those shows while they were writing for season two. So Kevin Feige vetoed a few things. He's like, no, 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 you can't touch that yet. Nope, we're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. And and another um, bit of uh, unfortunate news. Uh, The director confirmed that there, there was rumors about this, but the director did confirm that while Chadwick Boseman was still around, there was a T'Challa Star-Lord spinoff in development. But of course, that didn't come to pass. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Would have got an entire series of that, which would have been amazing because that was probably one of the standout characters of the What If. Yeah. At least fun wise. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier too. Like, <laughs> uh, my friend Becky, when she started watching that episode, she's like, "I'm not digging this. Like, he is too wholesome for a Star Lord. That doesn't make sense." <laughs> but then afterwards, she warmed up to it. I'm like, "No, no, no. That's the whole point. Like, this is a different version, and you see how wildly things can change. Like, he is such a better Star Lord than Peter Quill with T'Challa bouncing around the galaxy. He's righting all the wrongs. He's he reformed Thanos for God's sake." <laughs> uh, Anyway, and in very exciting live action spinoff news, this week we got the word that Catherine Hahn will return as Agatha Harkness in her own series. Now the question begs, is it going to be a continuation or is it going to be a prequel? Because... Mm-hmm. Don't know. See, they kind of already... I mean, they covered her backstory in a bit of quick fashion uh, in the final episodes of WandaVision. I would love to see a continuation because then they could, they leave the gate open to continue playing with her in the MCU down the road. Like somehow she breaks out of like Wanda's like mind control that she left her in where she reverted her to the, you know, hunky dory character. Uh, I forget what her character's name was in the, you know, in the retro town version of herself. Um, that would make the most sense to me to keep moving forward. But then again, who knows? 
uh, Hollywood loves prequels for some ungodly reason. <laughs> yeah, I think it would make a lot more sense to to keep going forward with her. Yeah, and it does. They are kind of going toward the mystical side of things too. So having her in current timeline does uh, does make sense, especially with Moon Knight and Blade and all that coming up soon. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of that, Moon Knight has wrapped filming. Yay! A little tidbit there. It's set to premiere sometime next year. Um, Ethan Hawke, I forgot he was a part of that show. Um, I don't know what character he's playing. I don't know if they've disclosed, but I think he's supposed to be some kind of villain. Um, but he was in an interview recently and he was commenting on it and saying he's been loving it and uh, praising Oscar Isaac's performance saying he's been amazing and um, and Ethan Hawke said he's really enjoying being able to play in that comic book world, but not having all the baggage that usually comes with comic book stories. Cause like, if you go in to play like Batman or Spider-Man, well, then you have all the baggage of all the guys who came before you and being, you know, graded on, you know, against them and everything. Whereas not a lot of people know like Moon, Str- Moon Knight is not as mainstream, you know, to the common uh, public. He's, or- he's definitely a niche a character and one that's not been portrayed in anything other than comics at this point. Like, yeah. I don't even think he was on any of the cartoons. I'm not even sure that he appeared in like X-Men or any of the nineties stuff. Yeah. I don't remember him any of that now. Yeah. Uh, there's still ongoing tons of rumors circulating around all defenders gang, which I'm trying not to pay any attention to this <sighs> because it's still like, I'm still in mourning for that whole corner of the MCU <laughs> and I'm trying to move on and all these fucking rumors persist and it's not helping. <laughs> and there was just a flurry of them this fucking last like two or three weeks. Like it had been floating that uh, John Bernthal has been confirmed for a new go at Punisher in some form or fashion. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be in Hawkeye they wanted to get uh, um, Matt Merrock. What's his character? What's his name? Charlie Cox. They wanted to get Charlie Cox, but uh, unfortunately, his schedule didn't didn't uh, didn't uh, line up, mm. and he's already in Spider Man. So, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Rumors. They are- also said Jessica Jones is coming back too. So, oh, right. yeah. Virtually everybody except for. Uh, Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage have been confirmed. Is is yeah. is what the rumors are? The rumors are saying that they're confirmed. Yeah, and I saw, I did see a recent interview with uh, John Bernthal, and he at least said, like, guys, I seriously have no idea. Like, I have no idea, and if it is going to happen, I am always the last to know these things. <laughs> but he, he also, said if they did give him a call, absolutely, he'd say yes in a heartbeat because he yeah, loves yeah. playing it. Uh, the quote was, uh, Punisher is in my blood. Yeah. And Charlie Cox, in a separate interview, probably when he was answering to the rumors about Spider-Man, <laughs> uh, he said he he was praising John Bernthal, <laughs> saying he doesn't know anybody who could be a better Punisher than him. So, so yeah, we shall see. And uh, I, w- I watched one of the, the Charlie Cox interviews uh, where the, the people were badgering him with questions about Spider-Man and shit. And he could not contain himself. 
Like he was stumbling over his words. He was giggling. He just, I mean, obviously he didn't say anything. Oh, you think he was kind of going like, what? No, where did you hear that? That's crazy. Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. Like he, he absolutely wanted to say something, but could not say anything. See, we need to get uh, Paul Bettany to run in there, yell at (laughs) (laughs) snitches end up in ditches. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll tell you who is returning. One of my superhero favorites and one of my favorite shows, Legends of Tomorrow. They're about to hit their 100th episode. Damn. Yeah. In their new season seven and Wentworth Miller is going to be back at least for one at that special episode as captain cold or leonard snark so so that'll be fun that's uh october 27th um there's i think i had a little bit more tv news oh there was a uh there's a rick and morty short coming up to uh you know continue on with the last season well it's a they're calling it a horror anime short <laughs> for like basically a Halloween special. Their Treehouse yeah. of Horrors. Yeah, but it's another one they're doing in a different style, anime style. The Great Yokai Battle of Akihabara. Hab- <laughs> 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 Air- airing at 11 p.m. Oh, shit, tonight. <laughs> nice. Well, there you go. We better uh, speed along this podcast. <laughs> oh, and it'll also replay on Toonami the following Saturday, this Saturday at uh, <coughs> four in the morning after uh, a couple Batman movies playing on Toonami. Just, just get your damn releases going and stop giving this half season every two and a half years bullshit. Yeah. Well, they promised supposedly now the the wait time is going to be shorter and shorter. Like from here on, they're they've been pretty full steam ahead on continuing, like starting up work on the next seasons as they're wrapping up the the current season. So we'll see. Um, I had one tiny little bit in gaming news. I saw that uh, I guess Naughty Dog, creators of The Last of Us and Uncharted things that I love. They're teasing something online. They're working on something new, something big. They have a massive hiring spree going, especially in their animation department. Um, they have been working on, I didn't even hear about this, but I guess there was the last uh, Last of Us game, The Last of Us 2 was supposed to have a multiplayer um, element to it, which then got pulled off shortly before the re- release. And now they're they're making it its own thing, the Last of Us factions. So they're going to have a multi, a multiplayer um, little standalone in the Last of Us universe. Okay. Um, right. um, it was a, it's it's been a slow like couple of weeks for video games. The only two bits of news that are of note that I would say the general population would be interested in are one. Uh, we talked about this before, but uh, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, it's called the Definitive Edition, is getting a re-release. It's official now. It's no longer just rumored. Um, oh, yeah. I think I did see about that. So, what, number three, Vice City? And uh, San Andreas. So, all three of those are getting a re-release uh, with uh, updated 
visuals, updated UI. Ah, sorry, audio. Um, and it is coming. Uh, what is? When's the release date? Damn it! You said coming later this year. It doesn't have a release date. But uh, it's officially Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy Definitive Edition. Okay. And I will buy it just to replay Vice City. That's the one I think when you were asking me earlier, like if I've ever gone through any of the Grand Theft Autos, that's the one I remember the most. Just like I think I was at my friend John's house and I just remember countless hours after school, like just watching him play and loving the shit out of it. <laughs> like the I would say San Andreas is definitely a better game, but the ambiance and driving around like a fictional Miami mm-hmm. with the fucking 80s soundtrack going is just chef's kiss. Yeah. Didn't they have like wacky like advertisements and stuff too? Oh, yeah. They have that in all the G- GTA games. Uh, they're, they're really good. Okay. But yeah, so that's coming out. And then also this one will probably be uh, good news for uh, Meg, but I'm, I know you've already played these all. Mm. Uh, Kingdom Hearts games will all be coming to Switch. Oh, cool. Uh, I think I'm done with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the, I mean, I, I enjoyed them while I played them, but the story just got so impressive possibly convoluted and just that we we kind of talked about this the other day like what we were talking about you you were talking about you like your your <laughs> loathing of the long-winded cutscenes, mm-hmm. and me i you know i love movie I, I love games that play out like movies and stuff but even i do have my limits <laughs> like i've expressed to you my love hate with the metal gear series the metal gear franchise like i loved them i played them all well, i still haven't played the last one um but all the way up to four which was supposed to wrap up the franchise effectively um the end of that game like from the time that you stop controlling the character stop controlling solid snake to the end 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 of the credits it's like an hour plus movie like an hour plus it's ridiculous <laughs> it is insane um, and again, the further you go in that series, the more insanely nonsensical the plot becomes. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like I loved it. And then I, I had to stop apologizing for it because it just makes no sense after a while. But it's very and this is this is not being me being racist or anything. It's just a, a clear style of the the more Japanese RPGs and Japanese storytelling and games like an hour of discussing the uh, morality of war and whatnot, and then fighting for about two minutes. <laughs> that's, that's a cornerstone because that's like every other cutscene and every other conversation you have in final, the final fantasy seven remake. That's, uh-huh. that's the same exact shit. It's like, why are we fighting cloud? I don't know. Why am I a soldier? I always wanted to be a soldier growing up and I idolize soldiers and now I'm a soldier and I'm a jaded asshole. Yeah. It's kind of the same reason why I, I never got back to uh, Attack on Titan. Like I I still kind of want to because I got like, I think through the first two seasons and then me and Meg just you know fell off the wagon on that. But every episode, 
29 minutes of intensely emotional why what when and then a minute of fighting <laughs> and it gets it gets fucking weird that's it why gets never, real weird that's why i never finished never finished nino cooney was because you would walk five paces and it would do a crazy cut scene into um what's that fighting style called in the fa- final fantasy turn-based, oh, the turn-based. yeah and it would take fucking forever to get through a turn-based battle for like the smallest little thing. And then you would finish the battle and you would walk another five paces and it would do the whole thing all over again. <laughs> and it was just like, I'm trying to avoid all of this shit. Just move <laughs> on with this adventure. But it just drove me bonkers. Yeah. But yes, a, a very, very specific style. And uh, Kingdom Hearts was one of the worst offenders for me as far as like, the plot is absolutely inexplicable by the time you get to game three. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. No sense at all. Okay. <laughs> but I, I thought a while back we, we, we got news that there was some new, um, kind of a new version of that being spearheaded by Disney where they were going to mix all of their like theme park lands together in some sort of story. So that's in the works. It's... I, it sounds more like the the old Disneyland Adventure game from the NES, if you remember that, <laughs> than okay. anything else. Okay. Um, it's it's more of like a shared Disney universe, like based around the parks rather than the like the characters. Mm. I, I don't I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't heard too much about that. All right, we'll see. Yeah, because I really liked, you know, the first half of it, that that whole, you know, franchise and everything. Um, But yeah, it just got way too Final Fantasy. If they take the Final Fantasy out of it and just give me like a solid, comprehensible story (laughs) where, you know, all the Disney characters can come together like the Avengers, then I'm all down for that. Give me that. But we'll see. (laughs) Oh, man. To everybody calling Tony racist, hating on the Japanese games. <laughs> <laughs> JRPGs are definitely very uh, long-winded. Yep. Anyway, uh, anything else in games you got, or shall we move on? Uh, nothing really in games. I mean, a yeah. brief, a brief uh, big thing that came out that I you probably don't care about, but it was kind of huge in the gaming world. Uh, Twitch, the website where the majority of Western gamers go to watch people play video games. I am familiar their, with Twitch. <laughs> their entire source code, their revision history down to developer comments, their user database of emails, they're even the amount that they pay out to streamers was hacked and leaked last week. This was a gigantic deal in the like streaming world. Everything of everything. So exposing what they pay their streamers. Yes. I bet, I bet a lot of people are interested in that information. Oh yes. A lot of people. Turns mm. out, actually, uh, at least over the last couple of years, Critical Role, of all people, has been their number one streamer. Oh, wow. They are getting paid out, on average, a million bucks a month. Jesus. Yeah. That now, 
take into uh, you have to take into consideration critical role is a very large production mm -hmm. it's not just matt mercer and the the six other uh members of the party they have a full production crew they have people that make minis they have people that do sound design and 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 all kinds of other things. So that's a full okay. like production company. So a million dollars is is not bad. Yeah, they got a lot of people on payroll. Yeah. So that yeah. that makes more sense. But then like the other like top 10 streamers like some of those are just like two and three man operations mm -hmm. and they're making close to a million dollars. Like the number one non like production company stream streamer is XQC. You've probably never heard of him yourself, but uh, he's a have you ever heard of like PewDiePie? Oh yeah, I remember him. He's, he's very similar in like appearance and reaction to him to PewDiePie's early days. The dude um, playing games and being wacky. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a douchebag. That that <laughs> kind of that that kind of thing. Right. He is making like nine hundred thousand. And keep in mind, also remember that this is just the stuff that the payouts that go through twitch mm -hmm. majority of streamers get donations that go through third-party websites and mm -hmm. they get sponsorship so anybody in like the top i would say five thousand streamers the majority of their income doesn't actually come from twitch it comes from donations and sponsorships and partnerships and that kind of stuff so He's making 900,000, XQC is making $900,000 a month from Twitch. But then he's also making probably, I would say, 100,000 or more per stream on donations and sponsorships and partnerships and all this other shit. Yeah, he's filthy, disgusting, Rich. Yeah. God and, damn. That just. Sorry, go on. And, and like all, all of the top 100 streamers are making ridiculous money. It, it kind of falls off after 100, mm -hmm. but still like getting, getting to like one, the top 100, you're making hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah. This is that, this is when you become that meme of you putting on your clown makeup as you get ready for your nine to five desk job. Mm -hmm. And you see these other people's salaries for playing games on the internet. <sighs> to be fair, it's a fucking difficult job. It is. It is a difficult yeah. job. Yeah, it's I'm sure they had to hustle to get to the level they're at. But fuck me. <laughs> yeah, like w one of my favorite streamers that I watch consistently. Um, he is not in the top 100. He's probably somewhere toward the like four or five thousand he's still in the top like five thousand in streamers which would put him in the top like one percent of streamers like i think his uh, i think his was also leaked and he was making somewhere around like 20k or 10k a month something mm -hmm. like that like that would that that's like the goal that's that right there i don't need to be uber like xqc rich i want to be that guy rich uh, just, just enough that. where I can quit my fucking job. I can live the current lifestyle I'm living and also save. There you go. I believe in you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's, now that that's, <laughs> go ahead. That's the, like, you have to, to get to that level, you have to average between one to 
to 300 viewers per stream. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's the golden spot. If you can get to that, you're good. You've officially become a professional streamer. If you're like me, you're shit and you get on average between five to 15 viewers and you get no money from it. <laughs> like I still get, I still haven't got a single payout from Twitch and I've been partnered for like a year now. Ugh. Or not partnered. I've been affiliated is the term. Everyone starts somewhere. Chad. Just keep at it. Consistency, hustle. And before you know it, you'll get your attire at 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Jeez. Uh, now that you've thoroughly depressed us let's move on to <laughs> final bits of uh just some scattered movie news i thought was uh kind of cool we uh, uh i got one that i just sent you right there one that okay. i'm excited about what do we got here oh yes i did see this poster a little earlier today scream the latest is technically scream Five, five, I believe, but it's just called Scream. Yeah. There's like why people were posting that. I'm like the, you know, again, it's Halloween and all, but like it's Scream. No, yeah, this is actually the new poster for the new one, uh, yeah. with an announcement date on it. Only in theaters, only one in minute. theaters specifically. No streaming. January fourteenth, this coming year. All right, cats. Would you relax with all the? the jumping around and sound and, and crashing into things that you're doing right now. Doing ape shit about something. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both like ridiculously running around here right now. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I am, I am, as you know, I, I've mentioned it multiple times. I'm not really much of a horror person anymore. I, I watched a lot of it as a kid growing up and I watched a lot in my 20s, but uh, in my 30s, I've lost my taste for it. Mm -hmm. I am definitely catching this. This, this is... Mm -hmm. This is what I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably not going to go release weekend, but I'll probably go like the next weekend. Yeah. And scream is on a different level. Like scream is kind of fun for the whole family because it teeters on that line of like, yes, it's a horror movie, but it's also like a fun thriller with comedic breaks in it with poking fun at themselves at the fact of like of like we're seriously in we are in a slasher movie effectively like or this is how a slasher movie play out, play out um and the big thing about this one is it's the original cast returning along oh, shit, with that's cool. yeah nev campbell's back david, david arquette courtney cox isn't she the one that has like ms now no you're thinking um i always get them confused uh oh i'm blinking on her name Hellboy's girlfriend. Um, ah, shit. I'm completely blanking on her name, so I have to look it up. Selma Blair. Okay. I get them confused. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they can't. Well, no, they don't look that similar. They don't but, look that similar, but they're both from the same era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Same types of movies. Yeah. I just, I tend to get them confused in my brain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Selma Blair was the uh, the girl who was not so kind initially to Reese Witherspoon in uh, Legally Blonde, which I know now because they <laughs> made me watch Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Bend and snap. <laughs> he had no idea what that was. <laughs> Never like seen even it. through all of the like you know, pop culture and stuff, I assumed he would have known what Brendan Snap meant, but nope, never he had heard zero that. clue. Never heard that at all. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that looks fun. I mean, we haven't seen anything from it, but seeing that the original cast is back. I actually just saw a thing the other day. Uh, apparently, there was a, uh, in promotion with them, Airbnb did a, like a contest or raffle or something for someone to rent out the original Scream house from the first film. Nope, where all the fuck that. It's, <laughs> yeah, I know it's it, a film, but fuck that still. <laughs> it's uh it's been uh, remodeled to match how it looked pretty much in you know while during filming there's the addition of a uh, ghost face stained glass window up top the foyer <laughs> is there a yeah. uh, a a half model of rose mcgallan stuck in the uh the garage door yeah i don't know that um but they did say and uh, is she cold yeah very cold <laughs> It's a bit nipply out uh, for uh, for that stay. Particularly, the the contest was for someone to stay there Halloween night. Uh, someone or you know a party of people to stay there Halloween night. They would have uh, tapes, VHS tapes of all the movies <laughs> there to play <laughs> in the living room. Um, and they said supposedly somebody being Ghostface would randomly call throughout the night. <laughs> To, to chat. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely excited. I'm going to have to go back and watch them all. I never saw the last one, um, which I think in the fourth one, did was any of the returning cast, was Nev Campbell even in that Nev one? Campbell or Cameo in. or something? I think it was Nev Campbell. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, actually, all three of them had cameos. Okay, but just cameos. It was it was like a whole other crowd's younger cast was the main story, really. Yeah, and that younger cast was actually Emma Roberts and Hayden Panettiere. Jesus. Oh shit! <laughs> the patent young blondes at the time. <laughs> Allison Brie. Oh wow! Holy crap! Adam Brody was in this too. Rory Culkin. Okay, I I gotta watch this. Yeah, okay. maybe I actually have to go back and watch it. Meg, we're having a screamathon. Cool. <laughs> I've only seen like I think the first like two. I've seen the first two multiple times. I saw the third one once in theaters, and that was it. But yeah, then we'll have to do that and gear up for the next one. Um. Okay, a couple last bits of movie news, and I think we should uh, wrap this up here. Uh, that Willy Wonka prequel that we were talking about last time. Yeah, we uh, just got our first look at uh, Wonka. Yeah, so uh, Timothy Chalamet posted on his social media his uh, first look, which, I mean, it, it looks cool. He could it, be. He could also be playing a young Ebenezer Scrooge. I mean, it's just a, a British young British man in a... Uh, hat and coat of the yeah. uh, turn of the century. <laughs> it definitely looks more Burton-esque than it does uh, original uh, yeah, Gene Wilder. Wilder, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. But uh, also, the other news around surrounding this was rounding out the rest of the cast. Ladies and gentlemen, our beloved Mr. Bean is back. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan Atkinson has joined the cast uh, along with Sally Hawkins, Olivia Coleman, and Jim Carter. Not familiar with him, but 
few big names in this one. Um, it's sounding more, again, I may have to bite my, my tongue or eat my words because I always pronounce how much I despise prequels, but this is rounding out to look uh, kind of fun. Yeah. I hope Mr. Bean plays like this complete dark asshole of a character. Just like completely like a 180 from all the characters he ever plays. Yeah. Oh, he'll be the competitive candy maker guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, we'll see. Uh, oh, well, actually going back to horror really quick. Uh, that Hellraiser reboot that was coming to Hulu we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's some news there. I guess I guess they've already wrapped, which was a surprise to me. I thought this was just in like coming to fruition now. But uh, they've released the cast list. And the big news was uh, Jamie Clayton, actress from Sense8 and the new L Word, is the new pinhead. Ooh, so we are getting... A- a lady pinhead twist on this, which honestly, I, for a second, I gave me pause and I was like, you know what? I am all in for this because I would rather them do something bold like that as opposed to have some other middle-aged white dude pretending to do his best, like Doug Bradley impression. <laughs> Cause you're not going to get a better male uh, pinhead than Doug Bradley. Yeah. So you, you might as well just swing for the fences and do something different. So. So yeah, that, uh, I think it might be cool, but I guess they've actually, so the other announcement was that uh, the original creator of Hellraiser uh, or the novels that it was based on, Clive Barker, uh, has joined as a co-producer on the project, but the announcement also mentioned that they've already wrapped, so I'm not sure what the hell he's producing, except maybe a bigger payout for him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, or maybe they're wrapped filming and he's going to help with the post-production. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I had one bit of uh, fallback news. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I was going to bring it up earlier. Um, Critical Role had mm-hmm. their, uh, their teaser for their show because they actually have a animated show coming out on Amazon next year. Um, that tells stories from their first campaign. And uh, they had their uh, title sequence released this week by Amazon Prime. And if the animation is half as good as it is in the title sequence, I'm actually going to be excited for this. It looks really, really good. Essentially, the link, um, it's the full YouTube clip of it, so you can watch it after we're done. Okay, you'll have to catch that after. Cool. Uh, It's uh, Critical Role is another internet phenomenon that i've said for years i mean i've had multiple friends recommend it to me and it's just i have to make the time for it at some point uh there 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 is no time like it's an absolute (laughs) fucking time sink okay yeah like uh, i i you would enjoy it but you would never get through it because the first campaign alone like the episodes are like six four to six hours long and there's like 300 episodes in the first campaign, I, I would say. See, this is why I never got into D&D. Like for a brief time, I had some friends like start a campaign. Wait, were you involved with that campaign? Yes, that I was, I was yeah. in that campaign. And yeah, I just can't sit we, there. We had to kick you out because we could, we could all tell you were just not into it. 
Yeah, I just, I don't have the patience. I do not. <laughs> I do not. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy that D&D makes so many people worldwide very happy. I'm just a different breed of nerd, I guess. <laughs> but in this case, this will be a easily digestible version of it for you. You could easily get through an animated show. Awesome. Yes. Give me the cliff notes of d and I'm in. <laughs> There's also that live action D&D movie in the works, not related to Critical Role gang, but you know, yeah. that's happening on a major studio level. Uh, uh, they try that every like 10 years. It always fails. Yeah. Give me a double dragon reboot. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, ben Affleck, Batfleck. Uh, was in an interview recently uh, chatting about his other new movie, a dramatic film, something uh, where he's a bartender. Oh, I thought uh, you were talking about The Last Duel. I'm, I'm uh, hyped for that one, by the way. Oh, yeah, Last Duel. That one looked cool. Um, the Tender Bar, that was the other one. Uh, I think it's a smaller one being released in uh, limited release, New York and L.A. Um, he's doing a lot of little, little mini dramas now, but he was also... Recently, of course, reprising Batman, Bruce Wayne in The Flash. And he actually said he absolutely loved it. He had a great time being Batman again, uh, especially after the last go around was not so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know he said it was really nice to revisit that, you know, in a better way. And he had all the praise for Ezra Miller's performance as Barry Allen. So it's going to be great. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Batfleck, Keaton, and The Flash. And uh, the only other bit I had, last but not least, just because it's so wacky, I had to share it. And I have actually watched these movies, so I'm morbidly curious. Expendables 4 is in production. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, Megan Fox has entered the chat. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, Megan Fox is actually on the Expendables team this go around. She's not doing anything. I honestly don't remember the last thing she did. Um, I, you know, film or TV wise. Maybe her run, she had that one year on The New Girl, I, which was a long time ago now. But yeah, that's currently filming in the UK. Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, a bunch of the uh, typical cast is back. And, um, but yeah, so far the, the one newcomer they announced is Megan Fox. And I guess she posted on her Instagram, some pop picture of her and her black leather, whatever. Uh, I will see it out of the morbid curiosity of seeing it. <laughs> the, to be uh, honest, I'll watch anything Megan Fox is in. Yeah. <laughs> um, if what, I remember I, right. My morbid curiosity of what 80s star they could potentially bring into this. Yeah. 80s being the age and the decade that they were famous in. Yeah, well, they're definitely not bringing back uh, Bruce Willis because, uh, as Stallone famously said, he's greedy and lazy <laughs> because that one cameo that they had him in the movie for like a two-day shoot or something, he wanted like $10 million or some shit. Everybody that works with him hates him. I don't yeah. know. Really? Like, Bruce Willis, yeah. yeah, he's a cranky old man. He was a cranky young man, too. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, again, because, you know, we love Die Hard and, you know, stuff. Like, we've always enjoyed Bruce Willis. But then you hear how 
apparently he's just an asshole. Even in, <laughs> even in his 30s, he was a crotchety old man. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, wait, there is no. Um, okay, I'm looking deeper into this article here. Three new cast members officially confirmed to be joining. Uh, Megan Fox, Tony Jaa, which is okay. rad, and uh, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tony Jaa is rad. I'm down with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I only ran through those movies once, the first three. That's all you uh, need. If I remember right, the first one tried to take itself too seriously. It was like, meh, but it tried to take itself too seriously and it came off goofy. The second one, if I remember right, they leaned too heavy into the silly. And then the third one was surprisingly pretty decent. I think that's the one where Mel Gibson was the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Third, thir- third one was okay. Yeah, it's like they they went one way, they went another way, and then the third time they kind of nailed it. So yeah, they found the in between balance. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And that's all I got, sir. I got nothing else either. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for another two ye- two weeks of insanity. Two yeets um, of insanity. Two yeets. That's so. This is how brain fried I am. <laughs> I'm going to chill out here, maybe watch some uh, something sophisticated like the Muppets Haunted Mansion special and uh, and enjoy my Monday off. Nice. And, uh, I'm going to go pass out early tonight and then uh, enjoy my two weeks off. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, I guess we can talk about it when you guys come. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you enjoy the hell out of that, sir. You lucky bastard. <laughs> I will. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining. This is Tony. This is Todd. And Meg. Go play all the video games. Watch all the TV shows. Read all the comics. And um, stay frosty. <laughs> Bring it back to the OG. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. Later.